Welcome to the Rent to Retirement Podcast, your resource for passive real estate investing and retirement strategies. If you're new to real estate or planning your financial future, you're in the right place. Join us at renttoretirement.com to find your path to financial freedom and an easy, carefree retirement. Enjoy the show. Hey, Rent to Retires, it's Adam Schrader here. Thanks for joining us for today's show. And we're going to do something a little bit different today. I know we've played live streams before for you, but I want to break this one up. We did one recently on YouTube, and we talked about overcoming obstacles to get started in your first rental property. And look, we each had our own take on it. We each wanted to cover different things. And so I'm going to play you the snippets that you know I made, that Zach made, that Eric made, and that David made about overcoming these obstacles and kind of what they are. But I think it's really important as we look at our life, you know, it's the end of the year. Let's start looking at, look at our life and see what's happening. And we just look at what we want it to become and look at what we're currently doing. And this is why I started real estate investing personally, why my wife and I did is we looked at where we were. We looked at what we wanted to accomplish and what we would need to accomplish that. And then we just honestly looked at it and said, is what we're doing now going to get us where we want to be? And the best answer we could give to that was maybe. And to me and to her, maybe wasn't good enough. You know, we wanted to know that we were setting ourselves up to have the life that we wanted in the future. And we could not personally with what I do and with what she does and with what our knowledge are, we couldn't comfortably say investing in the market was going to do that for us. We didn't really have any other investments we were working on that were going to do anything that would lead us to the financial freedom we're wanting to get. And so we looked at real estate and we said, will real estate get us where we want to be? And that answer came back as most likely, you know, probably if you do it right. <laughs> and so, you know, that's why I started building teams, started meeting people getting to know, you know, the right people, the right places. And then we started investing and it's been a world changer. I mean, it really has it. Uh, you know, if we stopped right now, we wouldn't have all the income we want to, to live our life after retirement, but we'd have a, a good chunk and wouldn't have to worry about much. You know, it's our properties are getting close to buying us an additional property every year. So we're really, you know, in a better place because of what we've done in real estate. And that is what that's one of the main reasons that I do what I do is I want to help other people achieve that same thing because that is the beautiful thing that we talk about in real estate. And what I keep trying to emphasize to people every time I talk to them is real estate is not a zero sum game. It really isn't. You look at it and you can win as the landlord. Your tenant wins for getting the place to live. Your property manager wins because they're getting to manage a place and you know create a living. The repair people get a win because they, you know, are getting to make their money on the repairs. The, you know, loan officer is winning because they're getting to do their job and be able to, you know, pay their employees with the loan originations and everything. And everybody wins. Nobody has to lose in the deal for it to work. The seller can win because they're either making the money or getting out of the deal they need to get out of. So it can be an all around winning situation. It's possible. And when done correctly, that is what happens. And so at the end of the year, I want you to look back at your situation right now, 
Just sit down with by yourself or with a friend or with a loved one, whomever, and take an honest look at what you're doing and say, is what I'm doing today going to get me where I want to be in my life? And if that answer is yes, fantastic. Congratulations. Keep it up. You know, if that involves real estate investing, congratulations. If not, congratulations anyway. You know, but if the answer is I don't know or no, then I'm going to ask you, is this how you want to chance it? You know, is the rest of your life worth chancing it just because you haven't done something else before? Are you going to let the fact that you've never invested in real estate before keep you from living the life you know other people are living because of real estate in their 60s, 70s, 80s, heck, even 40s and 50s. So I hope these tidbits that are coming up next are helpful. Um, I think we're just going to go in order between, uh, we'll go with Zach first, the owner and founder of Rent to Retirement, then myself, and then we'll go on over to uh, Eric and then David, our other investment strategists. Really appreciate you uh, listening to us. Happy holidays. Happy New Year's. And uh, talk to you a little bit more at the end. I think the big picture about uh, you know investing upstate. If we if we look at what are the biggest obstacles or, or questions we get, or why do we what what stops someone from investing in that first property or investing out of state in the, in that first long distance rental? And I think a big part of it just comes down to fear really is, is what it is. I mean, we can rationally explain that's a big part of what our job is, is actually walking through the commonly asked questions that we get and showing people that there is a systematic approach. And, and we've been successful doing this for many years. Um, but it, it really boils down to, you know, not the unknowns, the, the what ifs. I mean, that could go with anything in life, really. But kind of the big what ifs around investing in a real estate is, well, you know, how do I know about the property? How do I know it's, it's actually a physical property? I mean, it's, it's a weird thing buying real estate sight unseen or, or online. How do I know that the property is truly what people are presenting? Uh, how do I know that the property is priced appropriately? How do I know that uh, I'm going to be successful? How do I set myself up for success? What is, what is the worst case scenario here? Am I at a risk of losing all of my money? There's a lot of investments out there that I mean, in potential, you could potentially lose a good portion of your money. So it's, it's important when we speak with people about all the what ifs that we kind of rationalize it and bring them back to, to reality with how do we address those what ifs? I mean, an investment property, the big picture here, Adam, is an investment property is going, when you're buying it, it doesn't really matter the location. You want to go through all the same steps. You have all the same due diligence and making sure the property appraises, especially when you're using a lender. That's a big thing. Working with a reputable team like ourselves, we're going to walk you through all those steps. There's important metrics that you need to cover and make sure that you know what you're getting into. There's always what ifs in, in anything, but especially in real estate. And there's also certain things you can do to control the what ifs and make sure you set yourself up for success. As far as purchasing a property out of state, it's the same process, right? You were, especially if you're using a lender, which is your majority partner, they want to make sure the investment property is meeting their standards so they feel comfortable lending on it, making sure it's priced appropriately with an appraisal, going through due diligence with having a third-party inspection report, making sure those repairs are done, having a title company, verifying that there's free and clear title, there's no encumbrances on those title, making sure insurance is in place. That's a big what-if question too. You know, We invest across the country and there's many parts where 
people are concerned like Florida, you know, what if there's a hurricane flooding, something like this? Well, that's why you have insurance on the property. You need to make sure you have appropriate insurance to cover those things. So we kind of walk through a lot of those, those what if scenarios and then just show people how we set ourselves up for success. What if the tenant stops paying rent? What is the process with that? What if there is a, you know, what, what is the worst case scenario really? I mean, ultimately, you know, you could have a property that's not performing as you anticipate. And if you decide that this isn't the property for you or something that you want to invest in long term, maybe it's time to liquidate the property. And so we've helped investors many times. I, I won't say many times, but liquidate their properties when they need to liquidate them. Most of the time when we help, help them to sell the property, it's because they've grown, held the property and they've grown equity in it and they want a 1031 exchange into something else to scale their portfolio. And I think that's a big thing to, to know too, that first property is so, is so important to get into, not financially. I mean, yes, financially, but that first property is so important to get under your belt because that's what sets you in the investor mindset. I mean, there's a lot of, this is outside of your comfort zone and it's, it's daunting at first. We are all there. We've all been through that. And having a support group and a network like Rent Retirement, I think, makes that a much easier process to go through because we're going to walk you through that. But once you have that first one under your belt, that puts you in the game. That puts you in the investor mindset so you can focus on scaling over time and building a diversified business model, which is really the goal that's going to allow you to accomplish long-term sustainable cash flow. So, I mean, real estate is a physical asset. It's been, I just did a presentation yesterday to many people talking about how real estate is the longest standing investment class out there. It's, an, it's a necessity, right? It's, it's up there with food and water. We ha- it's housing. And so there's a reason why more millionaires have been made in real estate investing than any other asset class. It's not going anywhere. So it's, it's very, um, I guess it's a daunting thing to get started, but the main thing is you, you have to get started. You've got to take steps to get in that first property. The one that I want to talk about is something that's near and dear to uh, my wife and I, and that is how to get started when nobody you know is doing it. And so to me, growing up, real estate investing wasn't something that anybody in my family did. The only as much investing as was done was kind of the typical thing you hear about of people, you buy a house, you move and you hold on to that house and you rent it out so that you rent out your previous primary residence. And that was as much as anybody in my family did. You could claim that my uncle kind of did because they would buy a house and a nice house and then do a little bit of fixing on it and then sell it whenever they moved and they moved fairly frequently. So they're kind of doing live in flips, but not really. And so the idea of investing in real estate, when I even, I still to this day, when I talk to my family about it, they don't understand what I'm doing, what my wife and I are doing, what our plan is. The idea of us owning properties in Memphis, in Little Rock, in Atlanta, and not never having seen them, it just blows their mind. They're just like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And they don't understand. And so that's why it was important to me when I started doing this to really talk with other people who are doing it. I mean, it's something, there are communities out there, you can talk to us about it. I mean, even if it's not necessarily, hey, Adam, I want to buy a property, but just, hey, talk to me about the real estate investing. Tell me about, you know, your successes, your failures, what's happening in it. Talk to me about how you manage doing this, you know, and really having a community around you that you can talk to. And it wasn't there 
for me growing up. And I mean, this is something that if you just talk to the people that you're friends with, you're never going to do it because your friends aren't going to understand unless you have a very select group of friends, I would say, because most people, they don't invest in what they don't understand. And they're not going to understand this from day one and new things are scary. So they're not going to, to touch them. So I would say to anybody who's listening, who is trying to figure out how to do this on their own and just trying to do it with their individual network, you got to reach outside your network. You got to, you know, join some Facebook groups or join, you know, online forums or something to be around other real estate investors. Because if you're not talking to other real estate investors, you're never going to feel comfortable enough to actually move forward in your investing journey. I think one of my biggest uh, or my favorite quotes uh, that I've learned in, in this industry is when is the best time to invest in real estate? Yesterday. Uh, yesterday is always the best time. Why? I mean, you, you have trying to time a market, um, whether it's real estate or even the stock market, anybody who's trying to time the market, it's, it's kind of a fool's game. It's time in the market that's going to make you money over time with, with the cash flow, with the appreciation, uh, with the de depreciation that you're taking advantage of. That's what it's really all about. So, I mean, let's, let's just play it out. Let's, let's do worst case scenario. Okay, fine. So you are buying at the height of the market. Uh, everything turns around backwards next year and the, the economy's crashing for whatever reason and nobody wants to buy houses anymore. I really don't see that happening, but I don't think anybody saw 2008 happening either, right? So even if we go on a worst case scenario, okay, so play it out in your head. This is one of the reasons why here at Rent to Retirement, we focus more on cash flow than appreciation. Because if you're focused on the, the appreciation game, then you are focused on one aspect of real estate, which is the value of your underlying asset. So yeah, I mean, you could get hurt like that. If you're investing in properties in Los Angeles, for example, and it's not cash flowing and you're betting on the appreciation to continue in the direction that it is over the next couple of years, then you only have one strategy here. Um, stay in it uh, or liquidate it. But I can also tell you just about human psychology, not to get too in the weeds with you. Most people won't, even if the market is turning, they won't bail on their project. Um, even if everything, everybody around them tells them the market's turning, nobody's going to buy it. People will still stick with what they what they have, just on a, on a human psyche point point of view. Now, if you focus on a cash flowing property, I mean, yeah. So the underlying value of your asset may be going down. That's that's kind of a bummer. You may even be underwater in your mortgage. But as long as we can keep the rent payments coming in, uh, then we are in good shape. And as Adam pointed out in one of his podcasts before, you know, rents have historically gone up even when the economy is taking a turn for the worse. We get a lot of people that say, well, I saw this property sold last, you know, three months ago for 50000 And now you guys are, are selling for this much. Or, you know, I see properties that are valued at this mark, but this is what I'm looking at. So my question is, what are you looking at? What are you trying to use as a standard for what you're looking at? Because if it's, I'm just going to say it, if it's Zillow, uh, get a clue. I mean, come on. We already know those guys do a not so great job now evaluating homes. That was pretty obvious last month. But in reality, are they stopping? Are they getting out of the car? Are they going inside the house? Are they looking at all the improvements that have been made? No. These are logarithms. These are drive-by, if not even drive-by appraisals in most cases on these properties. 
So, you know, when we look at the value of a property, we have to look at the improvements that have been made to it, obviously. What is what has been put into this property that's demanding this? A lot of the, the things that Zach has been doing over the years and building this company and building out his network of, of contractors is not just selling homes, but improving markets, improving neighborhoods, right? And, and really putting gentrification in there to where we're really improving these homes to where the rents are getting higher and the quality of tenants are getting better as well. And that's that's all part of kind of lifting this up to another level. Uh, we're not just, you know, slapping some paint on something and, and hoping to get $600 a month on something. We're really looking to build and increase the quality of tenants and the quality of builds in those neighborhoods. And that's very important. So when we start talking about what are you looking at? What are you making these comparisons to? Make sure it's apples to apples because it's the only fair way to make an assessment on those things. And we we counsel and we talk to our, our clients about this, our buyers all the time, simply because a lot of them are new and they don't know what to look at. I, I had a client, I won't mention names, but about two weeks ago, she's like, hey, <laughs> you guys bought this for 80. Now it's being sold for 130. And I'm like, well, look, if you want us to turn it back into a crack house, we will. You know, she started laughing, but she gets it, right? Because that's where, you know, people don't see the value of what we do. If you if if they looked at these houses in the condition that we purchased them in originally, my God, they would run, right? <laughs> Let alone the two or three days of of getting everything out of there because the person was a hoarder and it took you know, uh, you know, two five yard dumpsters to get everything out. All right, that is it for today's episode. Really appreciate everybody listening to those things and hope it helps. You know, that's really what we're doing here at Rental Retirement is trying to help you become a good investor, trying to help you get where you want to be on the road in your investing journey. You know, that's what we're here. We're here to help you find not just properties, but all the members of your team that you might need as you go through this journey. And we're here to help you along the way. So head on over to renttoretirement.com. You can see our inventory. You can see our team members. You can reach out to us if you need any help. We're happy to help. You can schedule a call with us and we will talk you through whatever you need to talk about that day. That's renttoretirement.com. If you have any questions or you want to reach out to us, it's podcast at renttoretirement.com. That's podcast at renttoretirement.com. You send over the message. I'll either email you back myself or I will answer the question on the podcast. And please head on over to your podcast platform and leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Let other people know what you think of the show. It really helps grow the show and helps get our content out to more people, which like I said, and that's our, that's our main goal is education and helping people get what they want. So it's renttoretirement.com. Leave us a review or send us an email at podcasts at renttoretirement.com. Thank you so much for listening. Happy holidays. Happy new year. See you on the next episode. <laughs>